Welcome back to Hair of the Werewolf. I'm your host, Chase, and I'm here with the other host, Lily. Hey, guys. And we are a supernatural horror podcast where we like to have drinks and try to tell each other stories in hopes to scare each other and entertain each other and get drunk. Yes, all in one fun ball. So uh, I don't think anything super noteworthy has happened since the last episode, so I think it's time for us to get right into the stories. Yeah, I think so. Um, while I'm telling my story, I'll probably be sipping on some IPA. And Chase is going to be sticking to his sparkle water. <laughs> yeah, I'm on I'm on water today, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, good stuff. Um, so I have a story today that is, is just like one of my favorite stories of all time. I'm super obsessed with it, like in the sense that every time it comes up, when I hear it in other podcasts or I read about it online, I I never get not freaked out by it because it's such a interesting uh, story and also it has so many stories attached to it. So now, my, is is this one a suggestion or is this one you had always planned? This one is is one I planned. Okay. Um, we did get a suggestion. We've gotten a couple suggestions. Yes, and we are gonna get to them. We we're, we're getting them in order. We just had to we have to get to them first. Exactly. So. And this one I had already researched and I yeah. was like already hours into it and I'm like, well, I'm not gonna let this one go right now. Um, so I'm gonna do this one and then I'm gonna start doing some more suggestions after that. Hopefully, it'll be something that we can do. Yeah, we're trying to prioritize all of them by how we get them. And that's when we research them and see if, if we can do them on the show or not. So Yeah, exactly. So hopefully, I can get to them, guys. Yeah, so let me go ahead and get into it. So this is one you've been jonesing to tell me. I kind of have been, yeah. Do you think it's going to scare me? Or do you think it... Or is this for you? It's going to be... You know what? I actually think it might disturb you, if anything. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah that's that's just what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted to feel disgusting. Yeah, you may, you might actually, so... Sweet. Sorry about that. Let's do it. Uh, so my story today is The Cecil Hotel. Man, you just don't hear that name very often, do you? Cecil. Cecil. No, you don't. I mean, <laughs> just sounds like... Sounds like an old guy, but he doesn't. It's not like a grandpa's name. It's not like Grandpa Cecil. It doesn't have it. It's it's the guy who never had grandpa kids. Cecil. Cecil. It's like, oh, that's old Cecil, like who lives by the river. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, he growing his herbs. <laughs> his, his strange herbs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh Cecil. Oh Cecil. All right. So apparently, the Cecil guy also, in addition to growing herbs, started a hotel. Yes, it was built in 1924 in Los Angeles, California, specifically on 640 South Main Street. Now the person Is it still there? It's still there. Is it called the Cecil Hotel now? So, no, it is not. Is that an important thing or can we talk about that for a second? It kind of goes into the story as okay, to okay. why, so we'll wait, but, we'll wait, we'll wait but not, you know, it's not a big deal. We'll wait for it. Then I just wanted okay. to know if we could tell anyone who's listening in LA is like, "Man, you should just go stay there." Well, everyone knows what where it is anyway, and like even though the front part of the hotel, like the name is different, there's still like these big signs on the side of the buildings that are the building that says Cecil Hotel. So I'm oh, like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, well, you didn't really change it, did you? Um, but anyway, in uh, so yeah, it was built in 1924 by William, not just by this one guy, but William Banks, who was the uh, hotelier. I think is how you pronounce it, put a million dollars into it. Hoteller. (laughs) Hotelier. And no, so he put a million dollars into building it, which I had to like convert it because I'm like 1924. That I mean, obviously that doesn't mean anything today. One million. But today it would be 15 million. So that's quite a bit. That's still kind of cheap. Don't you think? For a hotel? In L.A. Yeah, but this would have been 19... Well, I don't know. I mean, Hollywood is already cranking out in the early... So unless it's the 1800s. 
What, what, when did you say it was? Uh, 1924. Oh, yeah. I mean, Hollywood existed, and it was fine. Yeah. I it don't was know. A, it was a booming area. It was post-Gold Rush. It was super populous. Yeah, that's... I don't think it's to the level of what it is today, though. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but anyway, the lobby, I think what really, I mean, a lot of the money went into the lobby, from what I understand. It's like, everything is made out of marble, and there's uh, stained glass windows, elaborate statues that are made of alabaster, and a lot of other fancy material that he decided to use that wouldn't, I don't know, that like, it just seems like a lot of the cost Super went into luxurious. there. luxurious. Yeah. I guess it was advertised in an article that said that it had like over 700 rooms. But I'm not sure if that's... Jesus, that's huge. Yeah, so I'm not really sure what the actual numbers that are open today for the public, you know what I mean? So. Oh, yeah, and, and room sizes definitely have changed. We've stayed in hotels that are like vintage hotels. Yeah. And damn, those rooms are small. Yeah, so they could have expanded some of the rooms to be yeah, bigger. Knock down a wall, each room, uh, each two rooms just becomes one normal room. Or... Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know. I, I wasn't actually looking into that information. Oh, I know. <laughs> as scared. shocking as that is. All right. Um, the only thing that's scary is the amount of personal space you sacrifice. That's All right. not the scariest part of this <laughs> hotel, but maybe hope if you're lucky, that is the scariest part. <laughs> uh, since then, uh, the hotel has declined in quality and hasn't quite recovered. Now, as you can imagine, a lot of the contributing factors is because the Great Depression. So it was not of too course. long after it occurred. Yeah, less than a decade. Mm, it was like five years after, I think. Yeah. So, and then it ended, when well, it ended, but I think the, the years, it when I looked online, I think it was 1929. Well, that's when the stock market crashed. Yeah, yeah, but then they said, like, it really was hard to recover. Like, it was just consistently shit for, like, another five years. Well, but they, the, the real argument is that the Great Depression ended because of World War II. We... The industrialization and yeah, everything like yeah. that. So, so yeah, it's a really poor time to. It have was a hotel. just really bad timing for this guy. <laughs> but you know, I guess like you know, when else are you gonna do stuff? Um, so unfortunately, because of that reason, there was just like a lot of disarray, and the streets itself, it just became like a huge area for homeless people to be. And of course, as you know, like these days we call it like skid row Mm. um it's like on the edge of skid row what people consider like the worst part of it but it's still pretty bad the dodgy end yeah it's (laughs) the dodgy end um so i guess that's just like a really brief history as to like why the hotel exists i suppose and what state it is in when i tell you the next stories okay so there's quite a few deaths surrounding this hotel alone that took place in the hotel um or maybe just around the hotel but like yeah you'll see what i mean all right okay so i'm gonna start kind of (laughs) i I don't know why i did it this way now that i think about it but i'm gonna start naming off all these deaths so okay yeah it's gonna be really horrific am i gonna have to remember all the names absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) uh but you might not be able to get the stories out of your head so here we go on November 19th, 1931, the hotel had its first death. His name was W.K. Norton. He was 46 years old. He checked into the hotel as James Will uh, Willis. Police found poison capsules inside the man's vest, which they believed to be the cause of death. And they estimated that he had been dead for only a few hours when the maid found him. Just off to a great start. So poison, like, he poisoned poison himself? Poison capsules, though. 
that when I read it and I, I saw the article too. I'm like, and it was just a short little snippet. So if he, so if he intentionally kills him, why do you go to a hotel to do it? Why the Cecil Hotel is the question. Mm. In uh, 1932, in September, Benjamin Dodich or Dodic, depend, I have no idea how to say that, 25, shot himself in the head. No note was left behind. 1933, a man was fatally pinned against the hotel by a large truck. Uh. March 1934, Sergeant Lewis Borden, 53 years old, slit his own throat with a razor. He didn't leave a note. He just said he was in poor health. <laughs> Not that I suck at shaving. I mean, <laughs> I, it, it wasn't like, hey, I'm about to shave, so if I die, <laughs> Sorry. this is why. <laughs> March 1937, a woman named Grace Margot had fallen off the ninth, or yeah, fell out of the ninth floor window and landed on telephone wires that wrapped around her as she fell. Oh, that one's rough. It is not determined if it was suicide, accidental, or murder. 1938, Roy Thompson, 35, jumped off the top floor uh, and was found because he landed on a skylight in the building next door. All oh, those poor people I know. see that on a <laughs> skylight, too. Yeah, that's how he was found. Uh, 1939, Erwin Neblet, 39, died in his room after ingesting poison. So, again, poison. Another poison. Yeah. Was that a really popular way to commit suicide? You know, I guess, like or in is the that 30s. Just, I mean, I, I don't really research that subject because it's very depressing. Um, I tend to not research a ton of true crime in myself. So, I. I, I don't know. But I mean, I think already hearing about poisoning as a way to like commit suicide, and I don't mean like ODing on drugs, but I mean like just legit poison, like cyanide yeah. or something. You don't hear that too often outside of like spy movies. No. So to hear two already like, in one hotel in what, they're only what, seven years or something apart, nine years apart. Yeah. That's weird to me. You always hear, or at least for me, like whenever. It's like hitting a tooth. Yeah, it's like hidden in a tooth. I was just going to say like a spy where they... What it's was spy it? Movie. It's always spy movies, but the most recent one I remember is the first Captain America That's what movie. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you always hear about that. like, um, And the, and I know like NASA, I believe, I think gave... I don't know if it's confirmed or just rumor, but I think they gave them pills that would kill them as well painlessly in case something went wrong in space. So that they wouldn't like... Yeah, suffer. but that might just be rumor. I, I don't, I don't, I didn't really look at it. Once again, it's a very morose subject. But okay, okay. So <laughs> poisoning number two, keep going. Poison number two. So in 1940, Dorothy Seeger, 45, also ingested poison. What, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. I was drinking. <laughs> You're drinking water. It's like. Hey, does I my water taste in? funny to you? Because apparently. Oh, God. I got to worry about this now. Oh, that is so weird that you said that because it's going to be very interesting in the next stuff that I'm going to tell you. But here we go. So in 1944, Dorothy Jean Purcell, 19, was staying at the hotel with her boyfriend. Now, she was pregnant at the time and went into labor while she was there. Mm. She decided not to wake her boyfriend up from her from his sleep and had the baby by herself in the bathroom. She thought the baby was dead because it didn't cry. So she decided to throw it out a window. So I'm beginning <laughs> to think uh, from this, I don't think not waking her boyfriend had anything to do with her caring about his sleep. Right. I think she just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the situation. And like, I didn't write his age, but I think he was in his 30s and she's 19. There could be a lot of 
unsavory things happening there. Um, it's true. Not trying to be like, I don't know, against these kind of like age disparities, but that one is a little weird. Well, and if you believe any of the stories of Hollywood in the 20s and 30s, that's that's a more tame age disparity. Yeah, unfortunately. Which is gross. It's true. Um, yeah, so... So she thought the baby was dead, and then she threw it out of window. Threw it out of the window, and the... God help me. The baby landed on the roof of a neighboring building. I'm assuming that killed it. It was, It died. Okay. I don't know if it was a boy or a girl. That's why I say it. I'm not, you know, calling yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, That's yeah. That's horrifying. It truly, truly is. So as you can see, the trend in which I'm going through is... Is either poisoning yourself or falling out a window. But there's so many deaths on this hotel, and it's just like a really... I mean, is it is it gravitating for these people? Is it just like... I mean, what's going on here? And I know it's a Great Depression, and there were a lot of suicides at the time, so I don't want to like discredit the Great Depression's effect on people in general. Oh, of course. But this is pretty insane, in my opinion. Um, in 1947, the Black Dahlia was rumored to have been uh, seen alive drinking a cocktail in the bar of the Cecil Hotel. Now, do you know who the Black Dahlia is? Oh, I know all okay. about Black Dahlia. You just mentioned before that you were I just really... had no idea she had a cocktail at the uh, There's Cecil. There's some disputes of people saying that. However... That's one of the most compelling murder, unsolved murder mysteries I've ever read. It's amazing, and I recommend. Well, I mean, it's anyway. horrifying, but yeah. it's, it's it's not necessarily a, a haunting or a paranormal kind of thing. I so know. I don't know if I'll ever end up covering it. It's but it's like serial killer. It's shit. serial, so it's true crime. I'm sure there's a there are a million podcasts out there that you can hear it from, and they'll probably end up doing an amazing job. Of course. I have seen documentaries on TV, but I've also listened to podcasts where they end up covering it. And I, I never I saw the movie like 20 years ago. <laughs> and, then, and then I read about it on Wikipedia yeah. because I was like, wait a minute. I don't think I ever saw the movie. It's not good. Oh, well, I'm glad then. <laughs> the story is interesting. The movie is terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, uh, that being said, people have claimed to have seen an apparition of a woman in the hotel bar. And a lot of people say that it's a Black Dahlia. Hmm. That same year, Robert Smith, 35, jumped out the seventh floor window. In 1954, Helen Gurney, uh, she was 55, also jumped from the seventh floor window, but landed on a marquee sign, and people didn't find her for a while. Ew. Yeah, so she was just chilling up there for I don't know how long. It's a strong marquee sign. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> they used to build them good in the 30s. <laughs> or in the, what year would I, did I say? Well, these were taking place in the 30s. In the 20s. Built in the 20s. In 20s, but, yeah. But uh, all these deaths seem to be in the 30s. Yeah. In 1962, Julia Julia Moore, she was 50, jumped out of the eighth floor. Um, same year, Pauline Oden, Oten, I'm not sure. 27 jumped from the ninth floor and landed on a pedestrian. His name was George Giannini, 65. Since there were no witnesses, the cops initially thought that it was a double suicide. But upon further investigation, they noticed that George had his hands in his pocket and his shoes were still on. So I guess jumping off the building, I'm not sure. <laughs> Their shoes tend to fly off. It's not unreasonable to believe. So I guess they just realized. Or, or people take their shoes off before they jump because they're just like, hey, might as well be comfortable. I guess. But like climbing out a window, it wouldn't be comfortable without shoes. But then again, is comfort really in your mind when you're going to commit suicide? I don't know. And and I hate to say this, but these are questions I don't want to ever have to really learn the answer to. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for real. So, 
1964, there was a woman, uh, don't actually have a real name, but someone call her, some call her Pigeon Lady, Pigeon Goldie. Oh, the chick um, who was in uh, Home Alone 2, right? <laughs> I've seen sure. her. I, I know exactly. She's covering poop. So she ended up in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> this is what she did before she went to New yeah, York. Before yeah, before she was in New York. Um, no, I, and people still don't know her name, but anyway, she was found murdered in her room. Um, in 1975, a woman jumped off the 15th floor, but the woman was never identified. And I think it was around this time, too. I just put a note that apparently, like, hotels around the area or someone uh, ended up suing the hotel for negligence of their guests, saying, like, stop, like, you have to stop letting people die. <laughs> or, you know, I think that's one of the... I Is don't know. this the reason why, like windows above like the second floor you can't open in hotels anymore i don't know i if the CISO hotel is the cause of it i would not be surprised but i think in general it just probably kept happening in other places um but yeah like they were sued they were like could you not have people die that would be great and land on our buildings so you just imagine if you want to get a room there they you have to sign another document that says like uh i promise not to try to kill myself here and if i do i I'm authorized to deduct another $4,000 from my <laughs> bank account or something. Oh, my God. Ugh. Yeah. So with that said, staff and guests have heard screaming coming from rooms that people have died in and the windows opening and closing. Some mm. believe that it's the ghost reliving their suicide. Uh. In 2014, there was a picture taken by a guy from the outside of the hotel and in the photo, you can see a weird ghost-like figure standing on the ledge on the fourth floor window. It was even on the local news. Interesting. Yeah. Fourth cool. floor ain't that high. It really isn't. Like, <laughs> is that really the room you want to jump out of? Not really. I mean, you could still. Like, if you try to really position yeah, yourself. Yeah, I definitely think you could die from there. But you could also just end up paralyzed in the hospital for your, like, life. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, but that's not the only time people have seen... So, like, the ghost itself, like, you know how I mentioned the one in the window? I guess people have witnessed bodies falling out of windows, and then they go to report it and find out no one is there. So they're seeing the past. Like, just passing by the window? Or, no, like, they'll be outside. Like, it'll be like someone walking down the street. They'll see someone fall out a window, freak the hell out. Either call the cops or go into the hotel and be like, someone just jumped out of the window, or even go investigate themselves, and then nothing would be there. So it's, again, the ghosts, it's just like, you know how I've told you before, like, there's different types of ghosts, mm-hmm. and one of them is where it's a reoccurrence versus a interactive ghost. Yeah. So maybe not necessarily that they're even there or aware of the situation, but it's either stuck in a loop, depending on what you want to believe, uh, the ghost committing suicide constantly, or it's an imprint of the past that you're witnessing. Interesting. Yeah. Real creepy, guys. So here are some other creepy facts. So oh, so so, so we're done talking about the. <laughs> we're done. We're we're loads of people. This who is died a in lot this of the information. I'm not gonna lie. I got it from Wikipedia. They have like they're like, it's so known that there's so many deaths in the Cecil Hotel that they have a giant list of deaths that occurred at the Cecil. Like just off. Sweet. So yeah, here we go. But anyway, this is just different stuff that just kind of contribute to how creepy and um if there was gonna be any a negative in- energy in a hotel it would be for these other reasons as all right. well all right 
1985, Richard Ramirez, also known as a Night Stalker, stayed at the hotel. Yeah, stayed at the hotel while he was in Los Angeles on a killing spree, killing 13 people. So he was at the Cecil Hotel while he was doing this. While he was doing all that stuff, from what his claims, or I guess I don't know, whatever investigation that led to that fact. Yeah, he's he was a real piece of work. He was like he was one of Satanist, uh, serial killer abductor kidnapper molester everything. so 13 people is just yeah exactly 13 people are just the people that he killed in los angeles but he killed dozens more all over the place oh, yeah. um and these are just ones that either he's admitted to or they were able to link him back to but because his like mo was so bizarre and inconsistent he didn't have connections. no he didn't care like he literally killed men women children of all Old ages people, young people yeah he, there was no age preference or anything there was no not for- even common area he would go no all common around. area no form of killing that he cared about like he used different types of methods like strangulation guns uh knives like i mean it was just all over the place yeah i mean there's a huge documentary on netflix that we actually recently watched called night stalker i wish i hadn't it really depressed me. <laughs> i know i'm sorry i won't talk about him too long after but anyway um while he was there he specifically did say that he liked being there because he was very fond of the violent past and he obviously knew that people would not care what he looked like. So sometimes he would go after, kill, like literally right after killing someone, uh, dump some of his clothes that had blood on them in the hotel dumpster and then walk in sometimes without a shirt, sometimes without like whatever pants maybe or something like that like he would just look so you're telling really me crazy. stopped being a high class hotel oh it has nice since marble. since since like the great depression so we are now deep in it's not been a good place so to when be. did it stop being a fancy hotel i think i would i would Is arguably say yeah i would arguably say like during the great depression it started to dwindle down okay and immediately not maybe 10 years after it was pretty much a disarray and like it just continued to be as such Mm, so yeah um so yeah so that's one of the reasons why he stayed there and also again like you had mentioned before he's really into satanism like he's a satanic follower and he i guess kind of a lot of people have said that if he is a true satanist he would have performed maybe rituals while he was there only further bringing in the negativity and uh yeah, spirits that. That's if he really believed it, and he wasn't just someone who said it to. Oh, right, out. I, I feel like he. It was just a tool. I mean, yeah. I don't know how much he really believed in it, but here we go. Uh, there was another uh, serial killer that stayed at the hotel. His name was Jack Unterweger or Unterweger. He is Austrian, so I don't know. I never know if I should do the W like a V or not. I think mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, he it was a murder, and he specifically killed prostitutes sex workers and uh it might have had to do something with the fact that his mom was also a prostitute and abandoned him when he was a child wait wait you mean we have a serial killer with deep rooted issues to his childhood yeah i mean that's just a shot in the dark but yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it's connected to his mother what that's unheard of (laughs) that's just so weird yeah um so anyway he it i i'm not gonna go into the details but just real quick he did get caught in Austria. He served his time. 
or not his entire time. In fact, he was released much earlier than he should have been because he was able to fool everyone that he had been reformed. He even wrote a book about it and people were like, oh my God, he's like the ideal prisoner or like murderer, I don't know. So when he was released early, he actually became um, an investigative journalist and he advised police officers about serial killers as well. So he tried to help. Now, what was later discovered is that he was covering stories about murders he that he was committing. I think I've, I've heard that. I've heard that story Okay, it before. is a really popular one. I just wasn't sure if yeah, you heard it. Yeah, I've heard that yeah. one before. And in 1991, he actually was in Los Angeles doing an article for Street Crime. At least that was his cover for why he wanted to be there. And he checked into the CISO Hotel. And during his stay there, he actually did end up killing three sex workers in the hotel by strangling them with their own bras. And then it was eventually revealed that he had also killed like six other ones in Europe before he left. And he was convicted and sent to jail the second time. However, he didn't really serve his time because he killed himself. So that's, I I don't know why that always bothers me because like he doesn't get to like, he still chose how he got to like Mm -hmm. go out on his own. Well, I mean, the thing that bothers me is he was a serial killer convicted and they let him out because he was reformed. I don't think there's a single documented case in the history of the world of a reformed serial killer. That I know of, not off the top of my just, head. If, I, I believe in reformation with the, the um, penal system and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that most criminals, um, absolutely, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. But I think there's a specific line for a few kinds of criminals, serial killers being one of them, that it's like, I don't think you're going to fix these people. <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of types of people that I mean people have like you know if you're a sociopath or I don't know yeah yeah it's awful so the Caesar Hotel yeah it's like a it harbors serial killers and in a weird way causes people to kill themselves or le- or just gra- makes people gravitate there or again. maybe he knew he wasn't going to be able to escape the second time he's like well they're not going to believe I reformed twice. Yeah, well, he, so I might I think as well he, just get rid of myself. I think he actually killed himself in the jail. I'm not sure if he was. At, it wasn't at the Cecil Hotel, I don't think. Oh, yeah. So here's one of the most famous deaths that occurred in the hotel, and it's one that a lot of people say it's the most terrifying. Mm. So let's get into it. The story occurred in February 2013. Oh, recent. Very well. Pretty recent now. Um, like that there's a 13 in the year. <laughs> it was a bad year for me too. So let's, get, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. So it, it's definitely a bad year for this girl. So Elisa Lamb, 21 years old, originally from Canada. She was visiting Los Angeles for a while and decided to stay at the Cecil Hotel. Her room was on the fourth floor. And there's going to be actually a Netflix series that was coming that is coming out when you hear this story, assuming you hear it the day it comes out. It'll be that Wednesday. So what? I don't know what day that is. That's the tenth, right? I think it's the tenth. Yeah. Yeah, because the seventh is Sunday. So eight, nine, ten. Yeah. yeah. Sunday the tenth. So what's it called? It's gonna be called. What is it gonna be called? Oh yeah, yeah. So the name of the show that it's gonna air on Netflix is called Crime Scene: The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel, season one, and it's by the same creators of. Who did the Ted Bundy tapes? I also watched that documentary. It was very, I haven't seen that either. It's very thorough. It they do they do a really good job. So I'm actually very excited to 
to watch it. I just think but there's going to be... it's a true crime thing, right? It's not It's true crime. I don't All right, so I'm think. probably going to avoid this one, <laughs> but it's, it sounds like a you thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to go into some of the other conspiracies that are that kind of like if you, if you start it, watching well, and they start talking about like ghosts and stuff i'm all over that but if yeah. it's if it's just true crime i'll just get really sad yeah so i right okay so there's going to be a lot of information that that series is going to cover and i cannot wait to learn a lot about it myself i'm going to give you a really quick description of what happened it's actually quite a it's a little it's a bit long but it's also creeping itself and it does have a Slight paranormal story within it. See, so that's, what, that's what I want. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So, um, Elisa Lamb, like I said, she was 21 years old. There are very strange circumstances that surround her death. Um, the short answer is that, well, from what is concluded by authorities, is that she committed suicide by going onto the rooftop and drowning herself in, t- in the water tanks of the oh, hotel. Oh, God. I know this story. I know you knew. Yeah. I just, I knew I had to get a little further. Oh, gross. So, it took three weeks to- <laughs> It took three weeks to discover her body, and the only reason she was found was because guests at the hotel were complaining that there was low water pressure, and the water had a weird coloration and tasted funny. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, they were drinking... Soylent green, because it's people. Human juice. Yeah. However, there were a lot of loose ends of that theory of, like, suicide. Because, well, one, people say, well, it could have been a murder, I suppose. If you want to stick to, like, just reality here. And then other people say, and maybe it was murder, but not by another human. Like, she was being terrorized by ghosts. And they led her up there to die in the water tank? Yeah, but even how she got up there is very strange. So I'm just going to start from the beginning, actually. So when Lamb arrived at the hotel, everything seemed fine. And there was no indication from anyone that had came in contact with her that there was something wrong. And the night that she disappeared, though, there's actual footage of Lamb moments before she died. The video shows her walking down a hallway and then entering into the elevator. The entire video is from a camera, uh, like it's a camera perspective from the elevator, which is in the upper left back mm-hmm. corner. So the camera will be able to see the doors and out into the hallway kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we've all we've all seen what camera what elevator cams look like. Usually yeah. it's because you see like a celebrity with some other celebrity they're not supposed but see, to be with. But sometimes yeah, but sometimes the camera is from it's on the door side. So you, Oh gotcha. But this gotcha. one is in the back. So you I'm used to the ones that look like they're in the back corner so you can see the buttons and the door opening and closing. Right. You kind of see the lobby and I, a little bit. And I think that's probably normal, but I have seen cameras where it's the opposite. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to I wanted people to know that you can see into the hallway and that's important to the story as well. So, okay, so she goes into the elevator and she crouches down to see the buttons a little better. So her face is like right in front of the buttons, like inches away. And she proceeds to press a few buttons. That's what, at least that's what it looked like to me because when she steps back, a lot of them look like they're illuminated. Mm -hmm. And then she stands back into the corner of the elevator, waits about 10 seconds, but the elevator door never closes. So after the 10 second mark, she cautiously creeps into the door uh, towards the door and sticks her head out, turns left and right really quickly, and then like retreats back into the into the elevator. Like there's something, like she's afraid of something. Mm. She does this back and forth, but uh, and she'll be inside the elevator when she ever gets back inside. She'll kind of be against the wall or into the corner, kind of like she's hiding, but kind of trying to like look out to see if someone's coming. Sure. She then stands on the doorway for a while, like she kind of like approaches the doorway, stands there, and then she cautiously steps out for a moment. 
And then it kind of looks like like she's react like she reacted to someone standing there. Mm. In but out of frame, obviously we can't see all the way down the yeah. hallway or anything. And then she kind of steps to the left, so she kind of gets out of frame herself as well. Okay. So I can only see like her right arm and a sliver of her body as well in the frame. And then she kind of like it looks like she puts her hand her hands on her head, like she's distraught or she's just like like freaking okay. out or something. And that's all we can really see for a long time. Then after 30 seconds, so I'm, I like actually timed it. I, I just, sure. when I was watching it, I'm like, okay, how long was she out there? So 30 seconds after she was, you know, having her hands on her head and everything, she like walks back into the ele- elevator, but slowly, like she's in a weird daze, confusion, and also distraught. Like she's just like, oh my God, like she just can't believe something just happened kind of situation. It, it's really bizarre. Now keep in mind that while she's outside for a long period of time, the elevator never closed either. It didn't even try to close and Mm-mm. like open itself up. No, and there was no obstruction that we could see mm. that wouldn't allow it to close. I don't know if she was pressing the outside button to constantly say open though. Yeah, because since you it was be able out of frame, I, we wouldn't have been able to see. But I mean, so at this moment, it seems like let's if something supernatural is happening, she's being terrorized by it, or. I mean, let's be honest, she could have been tripping some serious balls because I don't know if toxicology would show up. There is a toxicology. No, no, no. But I mean, I don't know how uh, accurate it would be if she's been floating in a giant tank of water oh. for weeks and weeks and weeks. That that could make it appear as though she doesn't have a toxic. I truly I don't know, don't know I don't the know. science behind it, so I Me don't neither. know how long Me certain neither, drugs or whatever stay in your system after you die. Are you going to get to the toxicology? Uh, there are some. There is some information about that later, okay, yeah. Okay. So again, um, so yeah, I guess where I was is, oh yeah, so she went back into the uh, elevator and she looked very dazed or weird or whatever. And then so when she gets back inside, she starts pressing multiple eleva- elevator buttons again. And this one, you can really tell that she's pressing a ton of them. And it, they're no, it doesn't seem like to be in any particular order. And she does it like over and over again. Now, after pressing the button, she goes back outside and walks to the left again. But this time we can see at least half her body still in the frame. And then she's kind of looking to her right and begins moving her arms kind of erratically. But she's also, it looks like she's talking to someone too. Like someone is there. Then she walks out of the frame completely to the left and the doors of the elevator stay open for another 44 seconds. Oh my God. Oh my God. Sorry, no one can see this, but a stupid um, noise absorbing pad fell from the from the wall and hit Chase and scared the shit out of us. That keeps happening to us. We need to st- bolt those things. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you look so scared. What? <laughs> Something came from behind me. I couldn't even see and just smacked me in the head while I was listening to I, As I look up, I saw it already happening and I'm like, there's no way I can warn him before it hits his face. Oh my God. That was... That was actually kind of freaky. Okay, let's get back to the story. Yeah, let's get back to the druggy chick. <laughs> um, so, okay, I think I, I did mention that. Okay, yeah, so after she had left, 44 seconds passed, and no one's in the frame, no one's in the elevator, but the doors never close. So, again, is she outside hitting the button constantly? Who knows? When it finally does close, you can see the elevator making its way to the different floors on its own, opening and closing. So you can you can tell that the hallway shot that you see changes so she's not in this but she's no longer in it it. so it just kind of like so do we know where she was left off when when it finally from there that's the last time anyone's here but that wasn't obviously the top floor so 
Um, from what I understand, I'm not sure, actually. That's a really oh, okay. good question. I'm sure the documentary will answer all my questions that I still have. Um, so this goes into the next mini paranormal thing that I'm going to talk about. Have you ever heard of the elevator game? No, unless it's that thing they did in Serendipity to find out if they were meant to be together. <laughs> no. And I want you to know I intentionally brought up Serendipity because uh, that movie gives me warm fuzzies. And right now, I don't have any warm fuzzies because these stories are really bothersome. We can watch Serendipity after this if you want. Right. <laughs> okay. So here's the elevator game. It is said to have been created in Korea, but there are some sources that I saw that said Japan. Of course, though, despite, you know, whatever it was made, there are some variations of the game of how you play it as well. So it's important to know all the variations in case you ever want to play it. So that way you're aware of some of the rules in case other ones don't work. And you'll know what I mean. So the purpose of the game itself, the results are synonymous, which is to enter a different world or dimension. So here are the rules. There can only be one participant at a time, so you will be alone the entire time. You need to be in a building that has at least 10 floors and the elevator access to all 10. Okay. And they all have to be above ground, so you can't count the basement. Even if the elevator goes there, it doesn't count. <laughs> when <laughs> Some of these rules sound really dumb, but okay, keep Here going. Here we go. Um, when arriving to the elevator, you must it must be on the first floor, so you might have to start it there. And you have to press, obviously, the button to go up. And you also have to wait until it's empty. So no one else can be in there with with you. Now, you will be required to visit different floors in a specific pattern. You must always reach the destination, wait for the doors to open, but do not get out. Then press the button for the next floor, let the doors open, don't get out, etc., etc. So here are the orders of the floor you must visit. First, the fourth floor, the second floor, sixth second, 10th, and then the fifth floor. When you reach the fifth floor, there will be a woman who will enter the elevator. It is important that you do not look at her and do not speak to her. She is part of the ritual. Continue to constantly stay in the elevator and press the first floor button. Here, one of two things will happen. Either the floor will go to the first floor, like indicated, or the elevator will begin to ascend to the 10th floor. If the elevator goes to the first floor, the ritual has failed. It is either because you, did, you didn't do something right, or... You stared at the chick. Maybe. Maybe you looked at her a little bit. Maybe you kind of like... Who knows? It could be something as small as that. Or you were not granted access to the other world. So you must get off the first floor. And do not look at anyone. Do not talk to anyone. And you must exit the building entirely. And you're, you are allowed to perform the ritual again if you want, but you have to wait a while. Anyway, if the elevator does ascend to the 10th floor after pressing for the first floor, you have succeeded and you're able to continue. Now, this is important to note. If you are freaking the hell out by this point and you want to stop the game, this is the only time you can stop it. The few moments you have before it reaches the 10th floor, you can press any button Except the first and tenth, once the elevator passes the ninth floor, there's no escape. Otherwise, you are in. Once you reach the tenth floor and the doors open, you either have the option of exiting or staying in the elevator. However, if you do exit the elevator, the woman that entered in the fifth floor will ask you, where are you going? So apparently, <laughs> when I read this, I was like, 
Susan from Coupling? Where are you going? <laughs> Where are you going? Where are you going? It's like, get off my back. I've known you for like 20 seconds. <laughs> you don't need to know. Um, no. But anyway, when she asks you that, do not answer her. Do not even look at her. Just continue to exit the elevator. Oh, silent treatment. Mm-hmm. You are now in the other world. The world has been described as being the same, but with differences that you can't quite pinpoint because it's described to have some sort of weird perspective or things are just off. And if you manage to look outside the window, you will see that no one else is around. You are the only person in this world. Some even claim to have even seen a red cross glowing in the distance. However, there are many different accounts of what is experienced in the other world, so it also is safe to assume that each person may have a unique experience. Now, the return trip. Once you have had enough and want to go back (laughs) to your own world, I can't imagine why you wouldn't, you must perform a second ritual. Depending on whether you've exited the elevator or not requires a different ritual. If you did not exit the elevator, press the first floor button. Sometimes it will take the button a while to close, so you have to continue to press it no matter what. Eventually, it will lead back down, and when the doors open, you have to immediately get out and exit the building. And then you're in your world. You're fine. You're safe. However, if you did exit the elevator, then you have to go back to the elevator that you arrived in. You have to make sure this is the same one. Some people, when they said they tried to make their trip back, it seemed like the elevator was getting further away. So again, it's got like this weird dimension disparities that mm-hmm. people experience when they're in there. So if you can get back to it, get back to it. Now, um, you have to proceed to do the ritual in the same order. So you got to go again, fourth floor, second, sixth, second, tenth, five. Now, some variations of this story say you have to do it backwards. So you have to go five, ten, two, six, two, four. So are you allowed to like bring a piece of paper to reference or is that like against the rules? I think you can. Because they already have a bunch of rules and the dumbest one is it has to be done alone. So, I mean, I feel like <laughs> I feel like if I did this with people who really believe it, I could make up anything. I'd be like, oh, yeah, man, on the 10th floor, Ninja Ninja Turtles are real. Mm-hmm. And all I hear is Kenny G playing outside. Ooh, some saxophone. Right. And, and I'm just like, but I was alone, so you can't prove it didn't happen. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I just have a feeling they just be like, paper is not allowed. And I'll be like, well, are you allowed to wear clothes on this? Or what's going There's on? There's really no like the, indication it, saying that you can't. So and the one that I read, or, or the few that I read, I, I read two different versions because I wanted to just make sure that I understood the concept. But anyway, go ahead. If it's reversed, does the is the chick already on the hotel? Like, if it's reversed, does that mean when you get to the elevator, the chick's there? So, and then on the fifth floor, she leaves? So I, I tried looking for that, and sometimes she is, and that's how you know it's, a, it's the right one. So you can't look at her still. And some say she's just gone, because she's she's getting a lift to her world, so she lives in that world. <laughs> I, I don't know. She's got shit to do. She's like, listen, I can't wait for you all day. <laughs> I can't be here for all the dumb people playing this game <laughs> that have all this free time. I don't have time for this, okay? Get it out of here. Um, yeah, so she might be gone. But however, if you do stay in the elevator, like I mentioned before, she'll be there the whole time until you leave. So here we go. But anyway, back to if you do exit. Um, perform that ritual, those same steps of going to the different floors. And uh, this time... However, when you get to the last floor, so you know how at the end I said you press the first floor and then if you succeed, you go to the 10th, 
because it just this whatever. One, you press the 10th and get off of the floor. No, you press the first floor again and it should try to take you to the first or to the 10th floor again. However, like I mentioned before, that if you wanted to exit the game in the past, you have to hit any of the other buttons. You have to do it now. That's the only way you can exit the world is now by exiting in this point. So you have to press. So like if you already passed the second floor, then you better press that third floor quick or fourth or fifth or all of them to make me hopefully get off on a different floor. Well, but then you're on the other floor and I thought you had to leave the hotel right away, but now you're on the ninth floor or the eighth floor and you can't leave the hotel. Oh, well, you gotta, well, take the stairs. <laughs> you gotta take the stairs, people. So anyway. Um, but I am lit tired. But I am lit tired. <laughs> um, so let's just pretend that you don't succeed and you're like, you know, just petrified or whatever reason you're like, ha ha, I don't care. And you end up on the 10th floor again. Well, Unfortunately for you, you're not able to exit the world, so you're in perpetually stuck. So you have to constantly perform the ritual over and over again until either it lets you leave or you're able to leave on your own. Like you can actually manage to press the buttons fast enough. And, you know, elevators don't go that fast, so I can't imagine why you couldn't. Oh, and here's another tip. This is another one. This one actually was creepy for me. Not that everything else wasn't creepy, but here we go. If you do manage to press a button, let's pretend you... Press the, press the fourth floor and it opens the door and you're like, sweet. Do not exit the elevator just yet because you have to look around. Don't leave. You can like maybe like poke your head out a little bit. If things still seem off, you still haven't exited because it's just tricking you now. So, so you have to keep performing it until you're confident that it's the world. So anyway... That is just one of the fun things about this game. So the reason why I talk about this is that some people believe that Lamb was trying to play the elevator game. But she was doing it wrong, apparently, because she's leaving and then coming back in and looking around. That's that's breaking all the rules. That's breaking all the rules. So it's kind of one of those uh, things that it just made me think because... Some people think that it's not necessarily that you're entering a different world, but maybe it's something that uh, consumes you as well. So you're being um, led into by um, just some sort of hallucinations that are created around you. So do you know what I mean? Like some people believe like people can have intense visions Mm -hmm. caused by either ghosts or whatever. And if that occurs, performing this ritual will make you feel like you're somewhere, somewhere else. And so the conspiracy behind it is that Lamb was maybe performing this ritual, was not doing it well, was seeing things, could not see her reality that we were seeing her do, and she was lost. Well, and then when she got to the 10th floor, she found a world that was really wet. Yeah, she's like, (laughs) I think this is it. Let's go inside. I don't know. Now, for the more skeptics that are out there, the explanation of why she did what she did and ended up where she did is because she did have bipolar disease. Now, in the autopsy, it was discovered that she had only taken her stimulant medication, but none of the stabilizers. So this would cause, this is just something that I read, hallucinations and maybe uh, psychosis. And this is something that could occur with bipolar sufferers. Um, This is information I found. Is this something, I mean, it's something that can, it's not something they all do. So does she have documented instances like did did her doctor say yes she had been experiencing hallucinations i don't know again i there are plenty of people with bipolar disorder who have much much more mild versions yeah it always makes it always makes me make people like oh i have bipolar like oh you're crazy like you know when schizophrenia you're like you know there's people who have schizophrenia that are just functioning just fine they 
you know, as long as they're, I guess, on their medications and stuff, they're, yeah, but, you but really wouldn't notice. It's not A or, it's not right. black and white, it's not A and B. Right. Uh, so again, like I said, that's just information I got from an article, and I, this isn't a true crime podcast today, so I wasn't really trying to find all this information itself. My focus was the elevator game, my focus was to, like, bring more story to the fact that the Cecil Hotel is freaky, what's going on here, sure. there's a lot of weird instances that are Absolutely. occurring, constantly throughout the years even recent so one of the things that i do want to bring up though and i just have to keep talking about this case um to get on the roof she would have needed a staff key to get access to the door that led to the roof but no staff key was ever found on her body or anywhere around the area in addition there's also an alarm on the window in the fire escape that goes off if people try to climb out of it okay so how did she get up there Maybe a staff member killed her and threw her body in there because it would be a good way to hide it. Exactly. So it's not suicide. So do you know what I mean? Like, even if it wasn't. Oh, And it was ruled a suicide. So what's going on here? And in addition to that, when the body was found in the tank, she was completely naked. You know, wait, wait. I'd also like to point out, she could have just had the key and then thrown it. Because it'll be established But how did she get the key? I don't know. But I'm just saying, just because they didn't find it on her, because we've established this hotel has a lot of places that things can fall off the roof and not be found for weeks. So That's true. So a key's a lot harder to find than a whole body. And not and just that, but I guess... they had trouble with a body. You know, here we go. But yeah, like, and I think you're right. Who knows where that key could have ended up. Um, her, like I said, she was found naked in the tank. No clothes anywhere. Her clothes weren't floating next to her, so she either got naked... In the, in the tank, or the clothes were thrown in there after uh, her body was dumped. Clothes can kind of drag you down. I could imagine if you feel like you're stuck in there and you're just waiting for a long time, I'd probably take off my clothes too to not be weighed down by them. It's harder to swim in. Like, if your clothes aren't designed for swimming, that right. can suck. And I agree. No, but she was complaining. Like, no one would remove their underwear, probably. Well, maybe they would. I, 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 don't, I don't know. know. I guess if you're, if you're already... dying slowly, I guess. Who knows? The only thing that was inside the tank was, again, her clothes... Her watch, her room key, her phone was never found. And here's another problem. The tank is 10 feet high, that's three meters, and that would require a ladder to get inside. But there were no ladders nearby. In addition, the lid was also closed when they found her. The lid itself is pretty heavy, and it would have been incredibly difficult to close it while she, when she was in there. Like, there's no way, because you can't this, get out. This screams murder. Everything about this screams Some murder. people say, you could close the lid. I, I don't know. I don't know. So that's just another, again, if you if you read about this uh, later, anywhere else, I recommend doing it. And also maybe actually going to a true crime podcast. And I'll listen to this one if you want to hear this story. <laughs> because it is amazing. I tell you, there's a lot of more details that I'm not covering. So anyway, it's not a true crime podcast. So let's get into more hauntings. Employees hate going into the basement because they are what they call shadow people down there. Mm. They are sometimes interactive and even chase you. <laughs> if they catch you, you will feel a hand on your arm. I like how you say interactive. I know what you mean, but it sounds like it's a video game. I it's know. like a player has entered. Ooh, shadow figures. You're like trying to run and you're like, this is not a fun game. No, press A to freak the fuck out. Okay. Uh, so, so interactive ghost creatures. Yes, uh, shadows. The seventh and eighth floor seem to be the most haunted, though. There are many reports from people that immediately feel uncomfortable and like they're being followed as well. When walking down the hallway, sometimes they feel like there's someone breathing down your neck. Mm. Uh, it's just kind of getting sexy. 
Guests have also complained that they are being pinched or getting their hair pulled, so they kind of get... That's such a common one, though. It really is. We kind of always run into that. Well, and I guess that does seem pretty scary because, you know, not too many people pull hair and pinch, like, outside of, like, like 10-year-olds in the playground. I mean, but... They have a crush on you. That's not what adults do to each other, so when that happens, it's definitely going to be jarring. It's like, who the fuck pulls hair? It's so annoying. Yeah. I'd be a little pissed. Guests have also reported that they felt something or someone sit on their bed while they're inside it. Sometimes they even get their bed sheets pulled down and they can hear voices in the room or growling. Cute. Oh, gotta love the growling. Well, this these days, most hotels allow pets, so you, it could just be <laughs> just the dog, a dog that door. wandered in. I'm sure. Some guests also say that when they enter their hotel room, they will see someone lying on their bed underneath the sheets. Ugh. Then when they try to reach for the blanket or talk, the blanket deflates. Uh-huh. Hell no. <laughs> that is a fuck no for me. <laughs> There's also a website called, or this is just one of the websites. I just feel like I have to give credit because it's a personal story. Um, it's called The Memories Project. They talk about their dad apparently stayed at the hotel. Okay. And the account goes that one night while he was sleeping, he suddenly felt someone begin to choke him. But when he opened his eyes, he realized there was nobody there. But he was still being choked. He can feel the hands around his neck. After a while, thinking he was going to die, it released him. And he immediately ran down to the lobby and explained to the clerk what happened. The clerk then told him that, oh, yeah, someone had died in that room. Oh, sweet. There's a lot of things that go on in there. Well, fortunately for him, they let him switch rooms and it seemed everything was fine. However... Who the hell stays at the hotel that they almost died in again? Well, and at this rate, there's a good chance any room you stay at had someone die in it. So maybe I was going to say, like, what's the chances that no one has died in that room already? He's choked in one room, but he might get growled at and pinched in another. (laughs) I guess that's which one's worse. A little better than almost dying. I don't know. I'll take the choking. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, sounds pretty pretty interesting. Just kidding. Oh, God, I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it. Okay. Okay, so that was, yeah, that was a personal account, so I had to make sure I gave credit to that. Um, other things that people have encountered is that faucets and shower heads will turn on and off on their own, and so will lights. That's pretty standard. Fare. It's a very standard thing to happen. Um, standard ghost stuff. Oh, people have also heard noises coming from their closets, like someone pacing in there, or they hear the hangers rattling. Okay, that would, okay, if I heard hangers rattling, that would weird me out, because... There shouldn't be any ventilation. There's no wind in there. It's like, that is not the wind. Yeah. So if I heard pacing, I'd probably just think, oh, it's a trick of sound. Like maybe I'm hearing someone through the wall. Because we've been in hotels that are kind of rowdy. And we've been in ones that are super quiet. And, you know, sometimes it does sound like someone's walking in your room, but they're totally through the wall. So like, I would always just be able to, if I heard pacing go, oh, it's just trick trick of the audio. Yeah. Um, But uh, hearing the hanger is... And I'm like, one, that's such a subtle sound that that's not something you're hearing through the walls. Mm-hmm. And if there's there shouldn't be any airflow, first thing I do is open it and I'd be looking for vents in there or see if there's huge gaps around the door to let air flow through. Yeah. But that one would fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one really freaked me out too. So people have heard some knocking on the door. And obviously when they go check. In a hotel. What? God but forbid. They'll go check and no one is there. Oh, come on. People, when we, I remember when we did the eighth grade trip to Washington, D.C., we'd sneak out of our rooms and try to knock on doors and catch, it's, you did? Yes. You, you'd try to find out. Unless they're crouching, because people have also said that when they look out 
as soon as they approach the door into the people, they'll hear the knocking again on the door. And I think that's someone who was called like, oh, it's just pranksters. And he's like, no, it can't be pranksters. And they just tell that crap. <laughs> no, I, I, I think we were, I remember we, because we were just a couple doors down from uh, the, what are the people who, chaperones, from the chaperones. Mm-hmm. So they would like, it was like a double dare. It's like, go knock on the chaperone's door and make it back to the room so you don't get caught. Like things like that. I mean, maybe, maybe, the, yeah. But did you guys actually do it or just kept daring each other? We no saw people do it. I didn't do it. I'm, I'm a coward. okay Uh, okay um so i guess the door knocking didn't scare you fine (laughs) Um, door knocking will never scare yeah what uh so cleaning staff often say that they feel like they're being watched and absolutely terrified for no reason so like they would be in the room and then they would suddenly feel like their life is being threatened i mean true Mm. terrifying and Sometimes, if they're unlucky, they will also see a shadowy figure accompanying the feeling. Oh, nice. And they'll run out. Well, if I see a shadowy figure in a room, I think I'm going to feel instantly terrified. <laughs> but that'll I'm, be, it don't, It won't come like right away. Like they'll be there and they'll be like really uneasy and then all of a sudden. Oh, okay. Show. Yeah. Okay. Because it's going to be like, if I see him, I wouldn't say like, no, she's there's not. <laughs> a ghostly figure and I was, it was accompanied by a scary feeling. <laughs> be like, oh no shit. Yeah. Like the person who's in there cleaning isn't going to be like, hey, um, I'm feeling really uneasy. It's probably that shadowy figure, but I'm just going to continue <laughs> fluffing this pillow. No, I think that just like. I don't feel good. And then all of a sudden they see like this creature in there. So before I end everything, I do want to say that I went on Yelp and Google reviews just to see if I can find anything. Mm-hmm. And I did. Oh, nice. So <laughs> someone said that they saw, this is what they said. Saw a ghost woman and things kept moving in my room. And then they gave the experience one out of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted something scarier. I don't know. Not scary enough. One out of five. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> I think they were scared. And they were like, never again. One out of five. Now someone said, <laughs> sorry, this one is not even paranormal. Here we go. Someone said, I think I got AIDS there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing at the illness. I'm and just then, laughing at that's a review. And then they gave it two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> what would she need to get a one? <laughs> <laughs> Does she need to guarantee she got it? There? That one came across as a, <laughs> I was I was trying to find paranormal stuff. <laughs> I was like I I have to add that in. That's um, the greatest. That's that might be the greatest review I've ever heard. And it's it's because they finish it with two out of five. <laughs> two out of five. Oh gosh. Um, another guest said that they kept hearing voices in the middle of the night inside their room. Gave it two out of five. So I guess they weren't that bothered. So, well, maybe it was a good conversation. <laughs> they were like, wow, that's a really fun story. Um, someone said that they felt creeped out. The water tasted fine, but the only bad part was that they got bad bugs. Three out of five stars. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I I don't know. The, some of the people that stay there are, are clearly colorful. I do people. live in like, fear of getting bad bugs from hotels. Yeah, apparently when I was reading the reviews, that was actually a common thing to keep popping up. So... If at the end you ask me, would you visit the Cecil Hotel? No, because I don't want bed bugs. So well, good because now I can hide behind that it's bed bugs. And sure. Not because I don't want to hear uh, my clothes hangers jingling. <laughs> and I, I mean, I couldn't stay in the hotel just because you know they didn't bleach their pipe system afterwards. So yeah, you know right. I don't know. The, yeah, all the sinks, even if they've been used a hundred times, they still had human juice go through them. I'm sure never because. 
I'm not going to a hotel and not showering. So there's no way I'm showering in the body fluids. I remember seeing a review. I, I didn't write this one down, but they said, I went to the Cesar Hotel. I heard about the the Lisa Lamb story. So I brought my own bottle of water just in case. Um, but other than that, it was a great stay. So I was like, what are you doing, lady? Did you shower? I Apparently not. I don't know. Um, anyway, it was really funny when I read that one. Um, so another guest said that they heard screaming coming from the shower. The curtains were pulled shut so they couldn't see if someone was behind there. But it doesn't matter because they ended up, they said that they just ran out of there and didn't come back. One out of five stars. Oh, so someone actually reviews That was it, an appropriate uh, response. Yeah, relating to their experience. Yeah. <laughs> someone said, and I quote, I saw a ghost. Four out of five stars. <laughs> now that's someone who's like, he was like I wish yeah. it was two ghosts to get the full five. Right, it's like, only one ghost, no actual physical that's contact. That's you. I know you'd be like, <laughs> moderately haunted, three out of five, wish w- wish for a demon. Yeah, no demon, four or five. Okay. Uh, there were a lot... <laughs> There were a lot of people saying that the water was black and that others saying that it was fine. So it could possibly be people trolling because when I looked at the review date, it would say two weeks ago, five months ago, things like that. So it definitely was not 2013 when they were like they wouldn't have been there. Now, a lot of people also say that it could be an illusion, like part of the haunting, you know, like it'll appear black, like it's still her flowing through the pipes. Delicious. Mm. So you know yeah. they use that water to prepare that fancy continental breakfast. What? So you know if you get like the continental breakfast, you know that non-breakfast that hotels like to claim is breakfast but isn't. You know like the waffles and muffins they make. They're gonna be made with the water. Oh, from the hotel. oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just think about that. But I mean, it's since been cleaned out. I think probably. No, I, Who knows? You, you stick to the apples <laughs> and the prepackaged cereals and milks. And, and don't stay there. I mean, I mean that's... And the, also don't stay there. That's probably number one uh, tip <laughs> I have. That's still the advice I give for continental breakfast everywhere. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So just to finish the story, the current state of the Cecil Hotel, like I said, it's still not great to be at. Um, but I guess like in 2011, and you had meant, we had talked about this just super briefly earlier before I started sure. everything. They did change the name in, tw- in 2011 to stay on Maine. However, I still so so Lisa Lamb. She, Elisa Lamb. Uh, Elisa Lamb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she didn't stay at the Cecil. She's she stayed at it after it had changed its name. No, because it changed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Because hers yeah, was yeah. 2013. Yeah, it was. So yeah, I mean. Uh, so it's called Stay on Main. Now? It's Stay on Main because it's on Main Street. But here's the thing. Like I said, when you look at pictures online, even with the sign that says in front "Stay on Main," the side of the building, like they have like these kind of like elongated vertical signs that spell out the Cecil Hotel still. So I don't really know what that's about. Um, so the reputation obviously never left the hotel. There's no really saving it. Now, from what I understand, currently millions of dollars are being poured into renovating the hotel. And the idea is that they're going to convert part of the hotel into apartments and then another part into like shops and businesses and like offices and stuff like that. So who knows what the what the fate will have in the Cecil Hotel. It's still going to be there as far as we know. I'm assuming even through renovations, the hauntings won't stop. It usually doesn't. So I'm pretty excited to see where, what other uh, events take place after. So Cecil should have stuck to growing his herbs instead of starting. Damn it, Cecil. (laughs) Yeah. 
And that's my story. So I'm not staying at this hotel. I'm not staying at this hotel. And I got a lot of reasons why. The main one being I don't trust the water there because there's no way they they didn't bleach an entire water system in a giant hotel. It didn't happen. And if you just go on Yelp and Google reviews, there's people who've said, you know, I think I saw like blood stains on the curtains and like, and just like awful things. You already told me that it stopped being a good hotel a long time ago. So it's already not a good hotel. Like in the late 30s and like. I don't trust the water i am freaked out by the curtain or by the clothes hangers jiggling (laughs) um yeah those are enough for me i also really have no interest in staying a room someone's died in and i don't care what hotel we're talking about right i I know that's Um, a big thing for you that's a big thing for me and most hotels that have had like one like i don't mind if someone just like is really old and they pass away and they're like that doesn't bother me um, cause that's just seems like a natural way to pass away. Yeah. But, um, most hotels, like we have a hotel here in Albuquerque. I think it was a Marriott or a Sheraton or something like it was the Marriott, I think, uh, where there was a murder and it was a very violent and horrible. I think it's the Sheraton. No, no, the, sh- no, no. It's the one near, on- it's near there. This one's on the highway in Louisiana. Oh, okay. It's the one we, we celebrated New Year's in with, uh, with our buddies, uh, Dean and George and Addy and all them. Isn't that the Sheraton? That was, no, that was no, no. The Sher- Sheraton's where the wedding was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no. So we is that Marriott, but long ago when I was a kid, there was a, a murder suicide that happened in one of the rooms. It was really horrible. Uh, horrible. Yes. I think and, I remember that. And there was like it was a it was a woman trying it, to I run think, away from her husband. And I think her husband came and killed her, her kid, and then himself. Yes. I, something like that. I, I don't know so. the specifics, but I remember asking the people at the front desk and they said that room does has never been rented out since the murder oh okay um it well, got, they can afford at least one room but the Caesar hotel you're like anyway we only have like well, two rooms yeah. left. yes <laughs> i mean they had 700 rooms so they had like what five available i guess so um but yeah so uh most hotels like it happens bad things happen to hotels but usually hotels will will do things like they stop renting out mm-hmm. rooms and and in some places particularly when the people are particularly superstitious there will be hotels that don't even have like a 13th floor oh yeah that's right yeah Um, and and that and and they do that in a lot of different ways so sometimes hotels that don't have a 13th floor they actually do but they actually skip from 12 to 14 even though 14th is actually the 13th they just don't label it that way and people don't seem to care um but like here's the thing how do they get away with it like if it's an elevator button what do you mean they so you, they you just have it go to 14 and people just so say, when they oh, press no so when they press 13 it goes to 14 there's no 13 button oh there's literally no yeah because yeah, you change it in other places they have a 13th floor but it's the maintenance floor where it's where all the it's where they keep all the spare furniture it's where all the maintenance uh, okay. rooms are it's where offices are for for like administration it's where rooms for like People who are staying overnight because they usually have a couple rooms in big hotels for for employees that do midnight shift to be able to like nap oh, and stuff right, like this. Right. Like that's the smart way to do it. Um, I've, there was even one hotel I remember where they had a 13th floor, but it was only like two feet tall. What? Um, and so and wait, they, you you stayed at this hotel? No, 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 um, no, no, no. I saw this one on TV. It was, it was I think it was like. It was, it was some cable TV show, and it, they were talking about superstitions and how it's seen in society, and they oh, had a whole section of hotels. What? And the only way you could see this floor is they had to pry open the doors. The camera crew had the, as you went by, and you saw this weird 
meeting floor and they had to do it because when they suggested just skipping it and labeling it 14 they said well the 14th floor will be unlucky so they had to create a floor but they don't want to waste well, resources that's so they intense superstitious floor. like yeah. that is well it's like who owns it and who and who runs it and all that stuff but anyway so uh this this hotel i have no interest in staying at this hotel. <laughs> i don't either um, even the area i do sketchy. want to see pictures i'm gonna google map the hell out of this place yeah you, um, you know we gotta drive by it when i want to uh, drive by it yeah. really bad i want to only drive by it because even like i mentioned before, i'm not even going into the lobby i kind of want to go into the lobby do but that. i have don't know i don't know how accessible it is i think they do probably have well actually i don't even know if it's open right now i think they are doing the renovations and i don't know how long that'll take but anyway so you should walk in there and walk up to the uh the front desk and she's like yeah i need a hotel room what's the highest floor you have where i can still open the window (laughs) that's at least i don't know like at least like 50 feet like that should be enough right Right. oh my god (laughs) and just see what they do they're gonna be like ma'am please leave Oh my god, no, they're like, here you go. Here's the room key. <laughs> or you could just walk in there and just be like, I really need a glass of water. Uh, <laughs> and then they bring you one's like, that looks really clean. Can I get another one? Yeah, it's like, you that's know, not the from one. From your reserve? <laughs> <laughs> from your aged barrel? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're laughing at the death of a it's really so poor dis- woman. It's I'm so, so awful. I feel I'm, so bad for doing it. That I'm poor sorry. Woman. Like, that poor woman. I, I feel like that's how we deal with everything, though. We just end up. Oh, it's true. Whenever finding... we get into a fight, the first thing I do is let me say something funny right now. And it never goes over well. It does not usually <laughs> go well. You know, it doesn't. <laughs> but it's just how my dumb brain works. Uh, all right. So, um, all right. Well, I think it's I, I'm still thirsty, so I need another drink. So how okay. about we go get another drink and Let's we'll come back and I've got a story for you. Yes. Sounds good. All right. See you in a few, guys. See you in a bit. All right, guys, we are back and we've had our drinks. Full disclosure, I may or may not have had a shot <laughs> of rum, but I have my beer here. Everyone who knows you personally is like, well, duh. They're like, just one? <laughs> <laughs> like one just a second ago, right? I mean, like just now, I mean. <laughs> um, so anyway. But what about third shot? <laughs> what about third shot? Yes, the uh, Lord of the Rings, but with alcohol. Um. <laughs> But anyway, I think it's time for you to tell me a story. Mine was a bit lengthy. Mine was borderline true crime, but I hope it was scary enough for people. Well, and mine has one similarity. Okay. It also takes place in LA. Oh, okay. But other than that, it's completely different. (laughs) I was going to say, I was like, where are we going with this? So, you know, that means it's time for an end of episode encounter. So this little story came to us by way of Lisa again. Again, Lisa. And I gotta say, the story's a little cringy. Thanks, what? Lisa. <laughs> oh gosh! So this I'm so one happy. Is, this is the most recent story I've ever done okay. because it takes place less than like a week ago. Oh, this is like breaking news. <sighs> news is not <laughs> the word I'd use. It breaking. is news to me. So apparently on the 30th of January, photos of an alleged UFO sighting were posted online. The photos were claimed to have been from the previous Saturday, which would have been the 23rd of January. Okay. So that's a couple weeks ago, I guess. Week and a half or something. 
Now, it's pretty common for new UFO photos to show up all the time online. Like, that's not shocking or surprising. I mean, if, if I always talked about new UFO photos, I'd never get anything done. Sure. Um, <laughs> but what's weird here is that these photos came from internet tabloid rag TMZ. Ooh. <laughs> Legit. Although I'm pretty sure everyone at least listening in the U.S. knows what TMZ is. If you're not familiar with TMZ, they make most of their money posting pictures of sensationalized stories of celebrities and other Hollywood dirt. It's a tabloid. This is a tabloid. Yeah. Yeah. um, It's not a classy news source. Um, (laughs) They also have a laundry list of lawsuits and legal issues that stretch over a decade and across international borders. So it's with that in mind that we should consider the information they post to be questionable at best. Sure. I'm just speaking for myself, but I would sooner trust a physics textbook written by a four-year-old than anything I read on the TMZ website. <laughs> I mean, this is because... I mean, but they ma- have a lot of gossip. <laughs> well, the majority of their content is gossip. Yeah. It's paparazzi photos. It's scandals and people of influence and all that crap. And so UFO photos aren't really what we normally see from them. Um, but to be fair, tabloids in general have a long storied history with UFOs and aliens and stuff. They love putting all those fake stories on the covers and everything. Mm -hmm. So even though TMZ rarely does that stuff in my experience, the fact that they posted these on their, on their front page makes them, if only slightly more interesting. Okay. So I decided beyond just looking at the pictures and rolling my eyes, I was like, all right, I'm going to read this article just for you, Lisa. (laughs) And now I'm going to talk to you guys about it. So what are the photos of exactly? Well, it's only three photos and they were taken from inside a moving car. Of course. At sunset. The location was given as an approximate, but it was claimed to have been on the western edge of L.A. while the car was heading south on the 101 freeway outside of Thousand Oaks. So it's a pretty populated area. The unidentified witness who submitted the photos claims it was only visible for a few seconds before vanishing. But she managed to get three photos as quickly as she could. (laughs) So she was driving? So that I actually was one of my first questions looking at the photos. It's hard to tell because the way that they're taken could have been taken using the right hand of the driver or from someone in the passenger seat leaning kind of because it looks kind of centered. Oh, so I don't know. And that was not detailed to me in what I was reading. But that was one of my first questions because there's there's reasons I'm going to get into that. Okay. (laughs) She also claims that there were lights trailing behind it. That's what she said, Mm. but all we have is what we can see in the photos that she took. The only major change, um, the only major change between three photos is kind of the angle in which they're taken. Uh, One's kind of looking out the front of the car towards the left, less to the left and more towards the front. Mm -hmm. That's, That's all that really changes. So the object that she took pictures of appears to be in slightly different places in the sky, but it doesn't seem to change much in shape direction, rotation, or intensity. So it's almost like a still image that's floating? Yeah, it's something? it's very weird to look at in, in still pictures to see everything else kind of moving around it, and uh, it's not. All right. Um, she did claim it moved, and technically it did, but it doesn't have the appearance of movement. Okay. Um, it is super bright. It's whitish. 
Uh, it looks like the brightest thing in the photo. It looks kind of like a spiraling oval. Okay. Like, I want to say it looks kind of like a galaxy, but I didn't want to use that term because people are like, ooh, UFO looks like a galaxy. No, what I meant to imply <laughs> the kind of spiraling quality the, of it. The kind but of it like looks still very round. Almost. Yeah, it looks very blurry. Okay. Like I said, it's the brightest thing in the photo. And in two of the photos, there does appear to be a super blurry reddish spot to the right of the object. And hmm. smaller kind of bright streaks lower to the left, but those change considerably. And you can't tell if that's just if she was actually taking pictures of something or if that was just an artifact of the photo and the camera or yeah, something like else. Yeah, like the light refracting or, it could or have something been like reflections. that. Even yeah. the red light looked like it could have been a reflection on the windshield. So the two photos oh. that look the most similar is where you see the red dot and then the one where it's a com- considerably different angle, you don't really see it. And I think... This could all be stuff on the. This could all be stuff on the windshield uh, being reflected because the picture okay. was taken inside the car, not outside the car. She didn't yeah. hanging their phone out the window or anything. I'm not gonna beat <laughs> around the bush. These photos look photoshopped to fuck. They do. To me, they do. Oh no. However, TMZ claims that they're not. So. I think it looks photoshopped because the spiral itself is shockingly detailed and crisp when you compare it to the rest of the photo. And because it's the only thing in the photo that's that's crisp, kind of crisp and clear. Okay. In all three photos, you can see part of the car's hood. You can see distant hills, big ass hills in the distance. And all of these things, the the hood, and the hood wouldn't be moving much at all. It might be vibrating a little bit from the car driving. Mm-hmm. But the hills, they would be moving slow enough that they shouldn't be blurry. Well, the person themselves is moving, probably. It's That's and, true. That's yeah. fair to say. But I'm just saying things that should be sharp. If there was going to be sharpness in the photo, you would absolutely think things like the hood would be sharp. Um, things that would have been really close by. And something. not moving much relatively. And what we're seeing is this thing in the sky is the sharpest thing by mm-hmm. a long margin. It's like you're saying, yes, yeah, she could have been moving in there. Which I don't know. Made- and I'm only saying this because modern cameras are doing this thing where they really, really want to get perspective. Mm-hmm. And like they will make things around that are closer to you blurry. And when you try to focus, like if you hit areas of your camera, it'll make the thing that you hit it on the focus, as long as it, it can, I suppose. And maybe she took the pictures that way. I, I'm not trying to defend it because if it does look photoshopped, I mean, there's there's really no defense to that. But like, I'm just saying that it's not uncommon to have things that are, again, supposed to be literally still and be blurry. But if she claims those other lights around it were part of it, they shouldn't be blurry, but they are. But were they moving? They look like they were, according to... But did she said she's like, the only things that were really moving she was... Said, she said they were being chased. The big thing was being chased by smaller lights. Oh, okay. That's right. So they're blurry as hell. So maybe they're moving a lot faster. But she said this thing was moving fast across the sky. So, I mean, it just... Interesting. Uh, it okay. It just looks funky. I can't even capture a still sometimes, and it's not blurry, so... Exactly. <laughs> but that's just me. But whenever you're moving, you could take three pictures, and two of them are blurry, Ever so slightly. Right. So I don't want to be too picky. And like you said, there's weird artifacts. Sometimes cameras will see one thing really sharply and not others. And it doesn't make sense to us, but it has to do with it. We're saying so. So, yes, we can give her the benefit of the doubt. Right. But somehow the one thing she wanted to take a picture of got <laughs> crisp and everything else didn't, which is awesome. Yeah. But that never happens with people with cell phones. Right. Okay. But I'd also like to point out that she took pictures Instead of video. Instead of video. When this day and age, 
we all have cameras, video camera capabilities in our phones. And if she's driving or even in the passenger, it's easier to take a video than it is to constantly like click, click, click to try to get it. Just hitting the record button and holding it up and zooming. It depends though, because with my camera, like I have a, this ginormous note, uh, Samsung note. And when I hold it in my hand, it's hard for me to even click on the on screen for a shot. So I, I rely on the buttons on the side and I can take shots that way. Mm-hmm. So all I have to do is double click the side button because I, I set it up that way. And then with the other button right next to it, I can start taking photos. So I don't even have to touch the screen. Mm. It can still be locked. Double click on that button. It'll bring me to my camera and I can shoot as many pictures as I can with the other button. So here's the thing is that it's not that easy to take. It's not easier to take video if you're driving. Yeah, I mean, if it's a passenger, she had time. And she said it was oh, only yeah, there absolutely. for a few seconds. But if you look at the amount of distance the hills move in the three photos, she had time. I just, if you see a UFO, if I saw a UFO outside, my first thought isn't, I need a picture of that. It's, let me get some video. <laughs> right. All right. So, anyway. TMZ tried to recreate these photos. They got their, they claimed their resident Photoshop expert to try to recreate the photos in Photoshop sure. to see if if they were fake or not. And they provided the fake one they made and put them side by side. And the thing is, they look really similar. Oh, really? And TMZ said that ours didn't look good enough and we're pretty sure this means it's real. And that the, our Photoshop expert said what? that- the photo wasn't doctored. And I'm like, one, what evidence does he have that it wasn't doctored? And two, that's totally opinion for sensationalism that a tabloid wants to do. Because when I saw them next to each other, if someone said, one of these is the real photo, one's Photoshop, I'd look at them and be like, well, they both look like Photoshop. So that's it, a true question. Yeah, I, it just, but here's the thing. They're the same photo. They're the same, <laughs> they're the same photo. Exactly. Um, I think like the funny thing about this too is they're like, I couldn't replicate this, so it's fake. It's like, or you have minimal skills and you just didn't have, you no, know. No, this was yeah. shockingly similar. Or, or her, I don't know who their Photoshop expert is, um, was shockingly similar. I even looked at it and I was like, that's not bad. Like, okay. I, felt, I felt like if I tried it, I was like, yeah, I could probably, I, I think I could even get closer than he did. I think he kind of just gave up at that point. Well, whoever did this, I mean, I think they gave up too quickly. And they're- Well, they also <laughs> claimed to do a reverse image search to see if this was like, already oh. a photo that exists but i'm like that doesn't mean anything because if it's if they're taking other ufo pictures and splicing in there reverse image search is only going to tell you if that exact image they sent you existed before yes exactly all right so it, it is hard to fully analyze these photos though because tmz posted what they posted on their website are super low resolution they put their uh, <laughs> nice Convenient. Um, yeah, they have their TMZ watermark right in the center of the photo. In the they, center? Yeah, they added <laughs> borders. Yeah, just like it was a paparazzi shot, too. Oh, sure. Yeah, because, you know, people can't wait to steal these photos. They put borders on the left and the right. I mean, and the thing is, unless these pictures were taken by a camera from 2012, mm-hmm. they totally reduce the resolution. So when you zoom into it, it's just a blurry old mess. And so it's really hard. I want to know what the original photos look like, the high quality photos, because well, that could according change According to everything. you, the original photo didn't have a UFO. And and probably not. <laughs> yeah, so. 
So I, it does make me nervous to say that the photo is completely fake without actually seeing the original photo because sure. I'm seeing TMZs. I mean, what if they what if they modified the color or adjusted the contrast to it? Trying and, to and that's not just make it more obvious or something. Yeah. What if and that's if me saying TMZ might have done that. But what if the person before they submitted it did it too? Because everybody they can't wait to touch touch up their photos before Instagram and whatnot. So the person before they submit it might have modified it on their phone. They're like, I'm going to put TMZ this cute filter. And TMZ did it so they could do all their <laughs> crap to it. Yeah. And yeah, filter. It could have had a filter on there. You know how there's like filters that don't look at blemishes? Maybe that's why certain things look blurry and other things didn't. Or <laughs> what, I mean, so it's really hard to even say anything concrete about these photos because the photos were being provided or dog shit. So anyway... If we just take a minute and say the photos aren't doctored and we're actually seeing this in the sky, does that mean it's a UFO? Yes. Honestly, probably (laughs) not even close. Without any intent of sounding like a closed-minded skeptic, even though I'm probably sure I'll sound like that, if what she captured was legitimate, it was likely either space debris or meteors re-entering the atmosphere. Now, why is that opinion likely? Why is that not just, oh, rolling your eyes, oh, they're trying to explain it away? Well, because we have documented evidence of that happening and showing similar exact characteristics. And one such occurrence of it was also in January on the 27th to be exact and spotted uh. in, in L.A. Uh, so, so the woman claims these photos were taken on the 23rd, but submitted them to TMZ on the 30th. So she also could be lying. But we right. have multiple video accounts from plenty of people on the 27th of seeing space <gasps> debris re-entering the atmosphere. Oh, okay. Okay, so this was documented by lots of people. It was documented on video, not photos, Okay. on video. Yeah, <laughs> like you wanted. And it wasn't just by random people. It was documented by a research institute as well. Oh, cool. Okay. okay. What did it show? It showed a very bright and weird-shaped object moving through the sky. Mm-hmm. The lights were lined up and of varying sizes, some of which had obvious trails. And I guess you could say it looked like some of them were chasing the other, but it more looked like they were all just moving in the same direction. Okay, yeah. Some didn't have trails, though. It is obvious to see what it is in the video where a picture might still make it look more mysterious. They only lasted a few (laughs) seconds as well before disappearing. You just see this bright burst, a trail, and then it goes away soon. Just like she said happened Mm -hmm. in her video as well. I mean, I guess like if you go into her phone and see the timestamp, that would be the only way to debunk it. Like to be like, oh, that was just like a coincidence separate event. But that's journalism. That's it. We're in the wrong. We're talking (laughs) about the wrong. This is TMZ, (laughs) y'all. So... What did the scientists who witnessed and saw the video footage from the 27th say? Mm. Well, Mike Hankey, who is the operation manager with the American Meteor Society, said, quote, it's more likely to be space debris than a weird rogue super slow asteroid, end quote. To reiterate, they weren't talking about the one that was posted on TMZ, just a different sighting within days of of the TMZ one Mm -hmm. in the same general area. Uh, the video footage captured by like the meteor site or I can't remember exactly who did it. They're just off the coast of LA. So oh, okay. the TMZ one was at sunset while the others were late at night after the sun had been set. Mm-hmm. The TMZ one also didn't appear to have a noticeable trail in the photos. 
But I think that can be explained in one or two ways. One could have just been her vantage point, which meant that she wouldn't see a clear trail because it would have been obscured by the object itself. Another explanation could have been because it's sunset, the trails would have been considerably less bright and you just can't see it. Mm. And then, let's just be honest, the photo quality is terrible. And the mysterious shape of the oval is an artifact of her taking poor photos from a moving vehicle at subset. I mean, the number of satellites launched within the last year is staggering. Space debris and junk is bound to start showing up in the sky more often now than it ever has before. Mm -hmm. Most countries attempt to have large debris land in a section of the Pacific Ocean. Very specific spot, which is interesting because it's the farthest from any land in any direction you can get on the planet. Yeah. It's like between like Australia and South America or something like that. But that's for massive things that they know are going to make it all the way to the surface. Small little things. And we're, we're talking about debris they know about. I mean, there's so much debris out there we don't have. We, we, we're not tracking that we know will burn up if it ever goes into the atmosphere. Oh, okay. So, but it also makes sense that if any of this debris is crashing into the atmosphere, where is it going to be spotted? Well, it's going to be spotted where, where people are. Mm-hmm. And if you have highly populated areas like L.A. where a lot of people have cameras and are ready to do it, you're just going to get more eyewitness accounts there than you are in the middle of nowhere desert town when when it's happening there as well so once again the the video footage and i think i'll post it on our our social media of an alternate event that happened on the 27th but it's super bright and it's it's super crazy you know above los angeles and what she saw i just think that she just had a really interesting camera perspective of this very similar thing I do, it's that, not a UFO. Honestly, that just seems like the most obvious answer to me. Like, I love a good UFO story. And even the ones that you're like, it was totally this or that. I'm like, but maybe it wasn't. You know, I, I like to hold on to it. And it's just, you know, one, it's more fun that way. And two, there isn't ever a solidified explanation. However, this one, especially having the uh, debris, like you said, entering the atmosphere mm-hmm. on the 27th. And her claiming it was the 23rd, but there's no evidence of just otherwise. Like, there, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, look, look at my phone or, but it's or, still or whatever. But it could the 23rd. Why can't it just be multiple debris bits? Could have been, but here's the thing. Same orbital path. But the fact that it was in the same area. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, they all, they got yeah. in the same. Yeah. Well, then I guess that might be true as well. But even so... The lack of evidence to suggest that they were separate days isn't even there. So no. now we have like, it's probably the 27th, it's probably the same stuff, and TMZ did their magic and sensationalized the situation by altering pictures and making it weird. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's so, TMZ. So if, Come on. If the person who took these photos is for some bizarre reason listening to this podcast and is offended, well, the best way to solve this is send me the undoctored original <laughs> photos so we can check timestamps. You are so gun ho about this. Yeah, and then and then I'll look at your photos a little bit more interestingly. Like I want to know the day and everything, and and prove I'd, it. And I'd like to talk to you and ask you some serious questions <laughs> about. It. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, it's I. All I gotta say you're is so riled up right now. I love it. Yeah, well, it's TMZ. They just make me mad. Well, they have a lot of. Yeah, infuriating things on there sometimes. But yeah, thanks, Lisa. (laughs) Now we're angry, Lisa. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So that's what I got for you. That's 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 your that's your alien story. I'm excited that you were able to bring us up to date on the UFO situation on this planet. However, 
It's TMZ. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and like I said before, this was just a few days ago. So just so all of you are on the same page, a few days ago, nothing happened. But TMZ thinks something happened. It could have. <laughs> if you want to believe, anything is possible. Yeah. For, and as, if you follow TMZ, then you do believe it already. So congratulations. There's a, <laughs> there was a UFO sighting just a few <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah, and they're totally abducting other celebrities and stuff. And I mean, they're there for, you they, know. <laughs> they would only abduct celebrities Obviously. because they're the only important people. They're like the one percenters. So. Yeah. <laughs> Where did we hear that recently? I don't know. Some shitty movie, probably. Um, oh, no. We were watching Chopped, and this one guy, he was a cook. And he talked about how he, like, cooked for the top percent. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, I only cook for the one percenters of this world. And he and, lost. And then, well, he did lose. And then he was also like, who are the one percenters? He's like, actors. And, like, I'm like, oh, God, help me. So um, I just thought it was really funny. Yeah. So aliens also only abduct one percenters. So if you claim that you're abducted... You probably weren't. Yeah. So, I mean, if your movie bombs at the box office, you're not going to get abducted. (laughs) Yeah. So, you're safe, I guess. So, with that, I conclude this end of episode encounter, counter, counter, counter. So, that was a really good story. Um, Again, it was a TMZ story. So, you know, what are you going to do? Well, I, (laughs) I, I, I think Lisa sent it to us as kind of like a joke. So I don't think she really meant for me to look into it, but I did anyway because... <laughs> so this is what you get, Lisa. So I could make fun of her <laughs> on the show again. But yeah, uh, so uh, this will probably, hopefully, be the last time I ever reference TMZ on this show. Unless you know, they post another beastie uh, UFO sighting or a Bigfoot hanging out at the Cecil Hotel. You um, never know what that. they'll do next. So I, I wouldn't... I just wouldn't write off TMZ right away. Uh, as far as coming, <laughs> everyone else. Has. For, as far as coming back up in in pop culture somehow, so you know, yeah, good times. So this episode had a hotel that apparently a lot of people go to die at, mm-hmm. and most likely either crappy photos or Photoshop photos of a non UFO. So. It's really up in the air here. It's really up in the air. <laughs> so as long as your water tastes good, just You're keep good. rolling. Mm, as I sip my brown beer. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks it's beer. So good. We want to thank you guys for listening to us today. Definitely. Um, we can't wait for you to come back next week and join us for another round of drinks and more scary stories. In the meantime, as you know, we did a recommendation today. So if you have other things that you want us to cover, please uh, drop us a line at hotwpodcast at gmail.com and we'll try to get to it as soon as For we can. For sure. It's it's working. I mean, as far as recommendations, we're still getting it from different sources as well. So if you want to like reach out through like Facebook or in- Instagram or whatever the hell, feel free to do that too. We're, we're checking it now. Especially, Let us know. especially tropical beachy stuff. I've only done one tropical terror, your... and I really want to get back into that. <laughs> you love your beachside, yeah. So terrors, and I already promised to tell one more of my personal stories. I'm uh, wondering when that'll be. When you'll be. It was going to be this this week, but oh, we, okay. I wanted to get. I didn't want the uh, the suggestions to pile up too much, so we had to get through some of them. So when I have a chance where we don't have a suggestion to get through, I will do it. Awesome. So, okay, I guess that like concludes the episode. I'm really glad you guys, again, were listening. Well, I think we need another shot. And if you guys (laughs) 
want to keep drinking at home, you should do that. Absolutely. And if you're listening to us and you're hungover, don't worry, because the best cure for a hangover is fear. Bye. See ya. Thank you.